Hello and welcome to Elevate to Success, discussions on project management and leadership ideas, tips and techniques of being a project manager, agile practitioner, or a leader in your organization. Each week I will have something new for you. I'll have discussions with guests on a number of topics that you can use immediately or stuff that's keeping you up at night. So let's go. Hey, welcome to another episode. And uh, our topic for this week is how to work with offshore teams. I know there are a number of scrum masters out there who are having struggles working and facilitating with offshore teams as well as individuals in different time zones. You know, I do have some experience in this area. In my many years of project management work, I've managed offshore teams in different countries and in different work, uh, different area codes in the United States. For many of you scrum masters and project managers, this can be a very difficult to manage, especially when scheduling meetings so that everyone is available to be on the call. So if you haven't experienced this before, I'm going to provide you some um, some tips on this. If after the podcast you need additional assistance in this area, feel free to contact me through my website at infinitybowl.com. Okay, so, so don't beat yourself on this and, and try not to see this as a problem because it's not. See it more of an opportunity to enhance and explore the different methods of your communications and collaboration skills. You know, as an added bonus, you know, you'll get you'll also get to learn um, to understand how different groups from different cultures work. So I'm going to lay out some key elements on how to effectively work with offshore teams. But first, let's begin with a quick break. So let's say you have an offshore development team located in Chile and India with a couple remote workers located in Texas and in Florida. Now for your teams in Chile and India, the first thing you'll need to have is someone to be your ambassador or representative at that site. You'll need probably one person at each site. If you don't have one, you know, go find one and appoint that individual. Or you can consult with your management to determine who should be the bridge. But if you have a representative already at that site, the question is, are you utilizing that person for the purposes of development prioritization, uh, requirements gathering, or requirements clarity, and team motivation? You know, if so, good for you. You're doing great. If not, you'll need to start working on it. Your representatives at the offshore site can be your eyes and ears. Whether it's a technical manager, program manager, or a lead tech, you'll need someone that can be close to the team. There may be an instance where you'll not have a luxury of having a technical manager on site. So feel free to utilize your senior techs uh, to be your representatives. It always works. It always helps. You know, the representative's role is to, one, be a, a liaison to the technical team off-site, two, help clarify business requirements and the communications, three, help with prioritization, four, help with ensuring the team is not being pulled off and doing other work from other groups, five, ensuring that the team is available to accommodate business hours from the home company. That's important. Six, keeping the team motivated at all times, and lastly, help with assisting in onboarding new members and getting up to speed. You know, your representative or ambassadors are an important part of trust building and getting trust across the wire to all your team members. Now let's touch on team members at multiple locations working remotely from home. So how do you feel with them, you know, making sure they communicate with you? Let me ask you a few questions. How do you feel about remote workers? Uh, do you have any reservations about this? You know, have you experienced working in, in, in a company that has a lot of remote workers. Um, you know, are you okay with it? Are you not used to it? You know, if the answer is yes to any of these, then you'll need to rethink and adapt to change. Seriously, if, if, you're, in the, if you're in the tech world, 
This is becoming a way of life. Many employers are becoming increasingly aware of the value of offering remote work opportunities to their employees. You know, the remote workforce is actually growing, and it's growing a lot. You know, I've read in um, T-sheets by QuickBooks, uh, over a third of employees surveyed seems to feel remote environments are more relaxing, while 30% said they uh, they, they experience increased stress while working remotely, but still, you know, there's that 70% that says the number of distractions either stay the same or it decreases. So, you know, with this change, let me drop some tips for you. We're not talking about micromanaging your remote workers, you know, not, not micromanaging their time. People hate being micromanaged. I know I, do, I, I wouldn't want to be micromanaged, and I know you guys don't want to be micromanaged. You know, but for remote workers, it's about establishing and setting goals, establishing uh, expectations, and delivering workable product. But more importantly, the one element that I found that are, is very important is really communications. If you don't have the communications, it's, it's going to be disastrous in terms of, you know, getting the team to kind of talk to each other and, and delivering good product. You know, individuals working remotely needs to be available to collaborate with other team members and to be available in those business hours. So you need to ensure you have a tight set of communication protocols and expectations for your remote workers, whether it's using IM tools, Skype, emails, phone, WebEx, you know, whatever. You know, there may be instances when dealing with remote individuals that deliver their work on time, but, you know, you have a hard time communicating with them. You know, I recall having a team member who works day and night deliver, delivering on time. The product is seldom returned for rework, but hardly communicates with their teammates. So, so what do you do about that? You know, as a project manager, a scrum master, it's all about trying to talk to them, find out why it's hard for them to communicate. You know, I know you have your, da- your, your daily scrums. You know, this would be a good opportunity for everybody to kind of speak up and, you know, kind of share ideas and and just talk with each other you know there are folks out there that are introverts and simply like to be alone to do their work in isolation you know but in the agile environment it doesn't work that way in the old days of data processing programmers were just heads down i know i was one back in the day when i was programming i don't bother me i like to do things on my own they don't know how to interact with others so much so you need to help them as a scrum master project manager to get out of that shyness and and um, you know get out there and start talking with the team members have them feel that as a remote worker they're part of the team they're a team player you know do some exercises with the team that will allow the teams to participate there are team games out there that you can do now if they're overly shy there are courses and training materials that can help them get out of that shell go ahead and contact your hr department and and have them help you with this area you know you can give them a personal call you know find out how working remotely is working for them. Ask them about their family and any new exciting stuff happening to them. Uh, find out what they like to do, what they like to eat, you know, type of entertainment they like. I know this sounds personal and as a manager, you know, it's good to know your team. This way you can be effective manager to see what pushes their buttons. So one of the hardest parts of introducing agile methods into the organization is the cultural change it causes. You know, we found out that this is a major reason why most organizations have problems with adopting agile methods. You know, many companies operate with a command and control model, which assumes that senior management makes all the decisions and the lower level people just carry them out. To make agile methods work, you need much more autonomy and decisions making by the doers. You know, this is this is really a big problem for most U.S. companies, but the problem is really amplified in Asian cultures. 
since Asian cultures reinforce deference to senior management, you know, their superiors. I remember a while back, many years back, there was a training course I heard from a, a major Indian contracting company that actually defined management as the science of control. I myself have not seen the document, but with this in, with this environment, the team members, you know, we're all discouraged not to ask questions. We're all discouraged to ask any questions. You know, talking about issues, problems, risks, or proposing any alternatives. But today, team members are empowered now to speak up. You know, as scrum masters and project managers, you know, I want you to be aware that the old culture thinking is, is still active in some of the minds of management. You know, uh, there's there are many management individuals that still cling on to the old type of thinking of command control. So you'll have to deal with it. But what I want you to do is to empower your teams, help them feel like it's not a command control environment, ensure that they have a say in the development of the product and you know, ask a lot of questions and you know, determine what alternatives are best for the development of your product. Okay, so let's touch on miscommunications that happen more frequently. You know, we all know that miscommunications can be tough to avoid and get in the way of team productivity. Um, unfortunately, remote work only intensifies this issue. And, you know, as a large chunk of communications for remote workers is through phone calls, IM, texting, phone, um, emails. You know, when you need to communicate with a remote worker, if possible, use video conferencing. It does help and it'll allow you to pick up on some, no, some nonverbal cues. So, um, like I said, use video conferencing. That always helps if possible. You know, try to avoid email-only communications. You know, it's really important that you, if you need to resolve any conflicts, um, it's it, it's good to do a video conferencing call or, you know, get on the phone and speak to that person. If you really want to resolve team conflict, you know, take the time to call and talk it out. You'll be glad you did when the team is functioning as a well-oiled machine. You know, there are courses in conflict management. You can get online and check it out. You know, another issue is is monitoring their productivity. We, you know, we all know that it can be difficult to ensure a productive work environment when you have no idea the type of environment, workspace your team members is working in. At any time, a remote worker could be fending off interruptions from people knocking at their door or the dogs are barking, the gardeners in the backyard, family members, uh, like children arriving from home from school, a baby crying or something that's distracting you from work. You know, time management is a struggle. We all struggle with that. So the way to ensure remote team members progress is by setting up goals with them and expectations and scheduling regular review meetings and uh, just, you know, check-in, check-in sessions and seeing how they're doing. You're, during those reviews, you as a Scrum Master project manager do active listening. You can ask the questions, but listen. If you don't know what that means, what active listening is, you know, there are a number of topics online, YouTube, whatever, you can actually go on the internet and um, read up on active listening. You know, one of the areas of concern is remote team members feeling a less sense of community. You know, without a community and collaboration at work, you know, team members will quickly become less motivated, discouraged, disengaged, unenthusiastic. You know, just because they're remote and they don't have that collaboration with uh, their their teammates, so they they'll tend to forget what the mission com company mission is and the goals, and it, and it's really a second thought for them. You know, a strong set of team 
community or tribe in a company is good for employee performance and retention. You know, there was a study that, that was found that 70 to 80% of remote workers feel left out. You know, I believe that because they're not associated with their team members. They don't have a face-to-face contact with them. And the way to resolve this, you know, um, the feeling of I'm on an island of my own uh, mentality is to encourage all team members to check in with each other and not just about work. Here are some ideas. Sharing, say, cooking recipes. What's in the, the movie theaters right now? You know, what's their opinion of some traveling, some clothing, etc.? You know what I mean. You know, just having your team members engage with each other, you know, have them chat. That way they don't feel like they're in an island all by themselves and, and no one's, you know, listening to them. Team members who live near each other can get together for lunch or coffee or after hours drinks. Plus, you know, Slack can be used for chatting, joking around, or sharing something or anything. You know, try implementing a, a Slack channel if you have, if you're using Slack, uh, Microsoft Team, or other form of IEM software solely dedicated for you know non-work related thoughts. You want to encourage video calls rather than phone calls for meetings, so your team members will be available with you know to see each other's face. So one of the most challenging um, problems that remote workers have is their equipment, the equipment at their home, the internet connection can be a problem with remote members. You know, while the flexibility of remote work can be great, you know, the challenge comes when your internet, your Wi-Fi drops out or your computer hangs up. You know, make sure that your team members has adequate equipment to do their job and it's available when needed. Unfortunately, you know, we're unable to control the weather or internet provider you know, these things happen, and so we, as Scrum Masters and Project Managers, need to be patient. Um, the next best thing is is get on the phone and communicate. But don't get upset with your remote team member. It's not it's not their fault. It's uh, it's something that's beyond their control, and, you know, hopefully they'll, their Wi-Fi or their equipment will get back in shape. You know, now if you have, they have problems with their laptops or desktops, then we need you, need, you as Scrum Master or Project Manager need to act immediately to make sure that it gets fixed right away. You know, in the office, you're most likely to have um, set office hours to set breaks and lunch times. But, you know, when you're working remotely, these may not exist. So, you know, when I started remote work, you know, it was a real struggle for me at first. But, you know, not getting up early in the morning to, to get ready for work, not having to make breakfast or not having to be in the office at a certain time. Um, you know, and the lack of routine of, of actually getting dressed, getting up, driving to the office and getting ready for meetings. My initial thinking when working remotely, I would have a lot of freedom. And in the same ways I did, but, you know, you can always easily get sidetracked very easily. So here are some reasons that may exist. Friends and family knowing that you're home, so they're more inclined to call you or come over or hang out. And if the weather's good, uh, you know, kind of forcing you to Let's go out and, and ditch work. So your job as a Scrum Master Project Manager is to ensure that your remote worker is focused by doing the things such as sticking to a schedule and a routine and get up as if they were going to the office. All right, to sum this all up, here are some tips and some techniques that we talked about. Number one, give each of your team members the same experience regardless of their location. If some people can see body language, everyone should be able to see body language. You know, uh, we need to make sure that we see people's reactions. Number two, have your remote team members dial into their laptops for video conferencing. Again, that's again so you can see people's reactions. 
Number three, for healthy remote workers as well as your on-site workers, you'll need to give them some quiet hours where there is no meetings in a day or else, you know, select any day where there's no meetings, period. But again, you know, don't ignore your scrum ceremonies. Number four, set expectations for communications with your team members, whether using IM, Skype, Slack. You know, I do set guidelines and expectations of how we as a team will communicate with each other and how we use, you know, our different IM tools. Okay, so number five, make an effort to reach out on a personal level and ensure your team members are taking the time to reboot. Send out a quick message to the team like, uh, hey, Joe, did you take a break yet? Or he hasn't got out of his seat for the last five hours. Or, you know, I see Fred online plugging away and he hasn't taken a break yet. You know, this will engage your team members to communicate with each other. So have fun with it. So number six, set team goals and expectations. Establish team norms. Create a document that has your all your team norms your goals, and what you and your team are committed during an iterative planning or a PI planning for the quarter. As a scrum master and project manager, avoid having to micromanage your team members. You know, set expectations and goals, especially with remote workers. Uh, establish your communication protocols and your team norms and make sure that you're always communicating with each other and help them communicate with their, with their, um, with their uh, team members. So thanks for listening in. This concludes our episode today. I look forward to any comments you have or if you want to want me to answer any questions regarding Offshore Team or regarding this topic, send me a message at infinitybold.com. Again, that's infinitybold.com. This is Elevate to Success. Your host, Lloyd Philip B. with Infinity Bold. For more information on how we can help you with your project management, coaching, as well as mentoring, you can go to my website at www.infinitybolt.com and send me an email. Please share this podcast and also tell a friend about us. Until then, keep it real.